Welcome to Unbought and Unbothered. I'm your host, Thish. On today's episode, I have the opportunity to host space with a person I just truly admire. I started following Phoebe on <laughs> Instagram a couple of years ago, and I was just so intrigued by her posts and the things she says and the way she lives and just who she is as a person. Over time, I got to know her, and now she is my sister friend, like someone that is a part of my tribe. I truly love this woman. She is incredible. Phoebe Banco Usa is her name. Remember that name, guys, because she is a force. She is a marriage and family therapist. She's a podcast host, and she's a wife. She's a mom. She's all these things and still has time to share her light with us. Her podcast, Emma's Story, shares the story of immigrants, and I cannot wait until y'all get into learning more about Phoebe. My sister, I am so glad to finally get to get you on the show and talk to you. Oh, me too. I just, I am just so, uh, I just love your page and all you do. <laughs> oh, are you going to make me blush? I blush. I love it. <laughs> so for Thank those you. who have not experienced you, please tell my listeners a little bit about yourself. Okay. Okay. So my name is Phoebe Brakowusu. I am a licensed marriage and family therapist. I have my practice in Tacoma, Washington, uh, you know, Washington State, because sometimes people get it confused with Washington, D.C., but, you know, it's the state. Yes. PNW, repping the 253 whistle. <laughs> I love it. Ew, ew. <laughs> anyway, so, um, so yeah, so I'm, I'm a therapist, and um, I've, I've been a, a therapist uh, since about 2012-ish, yeah, 2012, 2013, and I love I love what I do. I do. I, I really love the journey. I love talking with people. I love um, listening to people's stories, you know, how they got to where they are right now. I just, I love everything about it. And so, you know, a little bit about myself. I am an immigrant from Ghana. So born and raised in Ghana, and I moved to the U.S. for college. Um I was the ripe age of 18, you know, I thought I knew it all, but I didn't, (laughs) I didn't, you know, so I moved over here, I came to college, I went to Salem College in North Carolina, and I, you know, had quite an experience over there, and after being there for a while, went to grad school in Pennsylvania, went to Seton Hill University in Greensburg, Pennsylvania, and now I'm on the other side of the country in Washington state. So I, I'm a mom. I'm a mom to three boys. I just had my third boy. This year I had myself a little pandemic baby. Cause you Aww. know, 
And that's what we've been doing. <laughs> that's what we've been doing. There's nothing else to do. <laughs> what else are we gonna do? What this else? is the this is the first time that I've I've my husband and I have been like in the same place for like super long. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, it just it just be happening like that sometimes. Right. My my husband was in the military. He's he he retired a few okay. years ago. And so with with just the military lifestyle he was gone a lot right. and so we had we had uh, we did the long distance thing for a while uh-huh. and so for the first time in our marriage just a few years ago we had to learn to live together oh. and so yeah we're gonna talk yeah. about that a little later sure but, yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah so yeah I'm, I'm a wife I'm a daughter I'm a sister and yeah I, I love to to dance randomly in random places. Um, I like that. I wish. I, listen, you know what? I need to free myself because I can't free dance. yourself, girl. We I said can't. I can. <laughs> girl, listen. I don't have no rhythm like that. I mean, I but got. I, okay, I, I got some myself. rhythm. Oh, you do. You do. You do. Well, you need have, to free you have to help me tap in because listen. <laughs> I I got you. I'm gonna teach you a little one-two step. Yes, I'm gonna send you a video later of what I look like dancing. <laughs> it ain't gonna be me, but it's gonna be like a representation of. It. So, what? Okay, do your parents still live in Ghana? No, my parents are actually uh, out here with me. Oh, okay. Yeah. Now, did you make that um, choice first, or did they say we go into America? Like, how did that come about? Because I'm always so interested in. Because, you yeah. know, I was born here. So I'm always interested mm-hmm. in how people mm-hmm. got here. Because mm-hmm. we yeah. know how I got here. So. <laughs> well, you <laughs> unfortunately. know. Unfortunately. Unfortunately, that, that's, a, that's a whole long conversation. Yeah, it's and, a whole know, I show. even I even have to be accountable for my people's role in that, too. So, right. Yeah. It's a whole that's a thing. thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So my parents live out here. My um, my dad uh, is, is a, a retired marine engineer. And so he traveled the mm-hmm. entire world um, on a ship. He spent about nine to 10 months of his life a year uh, on a ship, essentially working. And so he, you know, he was gone a lot. So that left my mom alone when mm-hmm. all of my brothers and myself moved out of the house to go to college. My brothers are also here in the U.S. And so my mom, you know, she was just home by herself. And we're like, you know, you're out there alone. It's we're out here having fun it would be nice to have you here and mm-hmm. um we miss you you know we had been i had been gone for a while mm-hmm. i think i'd been gone about 10 years at that point so yeah we we had her retire early and uh she moved out here and so after she moved out here you know my dad was starting to head towards that retirement phase also and mm-hmm. um so yeah we started having these conversations i think he was a little reluctant at first but um, I think he felt like, you know, it was, it was time. He, he had to settle down a little bit. And so he came afterwards. And so he was coming and visiting and, and stuff like that. And he was like, okay, it's not too bad out here. This is, it's, you know, it's nice to be around family. Right. So for the first time in our lives, we had to adjust to um, living together for, for long periods of time. And so mm-hmm. we were learning about him and he was learning about us as his kids, you know, as, as his wife, things like that. So he came later and then um, lo and behold, you know, COVID hit and so he couldn't travel. And so, yeah, he's, he's also been here since then. Mm-hmm. So now, yeah, we're all together as a big, happy family. I love that. Mm-hmm. So I have an aunt. Um, she is originally from Ethiopia. Okay. And she taught me, girl, she taught me so much mm-hmm. that we, you know, didn't even tap in. Mm. you know like um 
my favorite dish that she makes is injera. Yes, 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 injera. Yeah, like mm-hmm. we was like, what is she cut towards one time? And we was like, what is this? And she was like, eat. And she, <laughs> <laughs> you know, she taught us about like making coffee, you know, oh. um, the Ethiopians do with the coffee. And it's just this whole other, whole other like thing. Yeah. And I remember feeling like I hadn't, you know basically missed out because you know she was so well she is she is so direct in like Mm -hmm. who she is Mm -hmm. you know she'll celebrate our holidays but she's gonna do what they done in Ethiopia for real I mean Mm -hmm. I I just admire her so much because I'm just like like I even wanted to like I tried for a little bit I'm gonna try again but I started like learning the language or whatever And before COVID, um, she was going to take us to Africa to just get a feel of it. And what I wanted to know was, I'm sure it was, but was it a huge culture shock meeting Blacks like us that's not as cultured as, you know, you guys are? Was it like, did it feel weird or was it just like bless their heart well well you know you know i i do feel like african-americans um black folks in america like there's culture there's a lot of culture and there's a lot of it that connects to to us um Mm -hmm. as as continental africans and so you know there were things that i I could see that people were trying and i'm like okay you know what that's cool whatever and um that's how my aunt was she was like bless your heart So, so I went from when I first came, you know, I, I was kind of ignorant when I first came. So I, I had to go through my own learning. And so I yeah. went from, oh, like, for real, like, this is what we're doing to, hey, you know what, this is cool and everything. And let me also teach you this. Yeah. Right. Let me also yeah. teach you how to like, wrap your, your head wrap a little better or, you know, things like that. And so I went from kind of side eye to embracing and wanting to teach and wanting to share those parts of my culture that people are so interested in. Because you're going to have to teach so. me how to wrap my hair right. Because I heard that and I was like, wait. <laughs> <laughs> but my aunt was like that. She was like, what are y'all doing? Mm-hmm. <laughs> then she mm-hmm. went more into, oh, like it, it's like once she got over here, it clicked that, oh, they've never experienced this. Yes. Yes. You know, because she was like, you know, soul food. This is not food for the soul. What is this? You know, <laughs> <laughs> and we were just like, huh? Yeah, I so. mean, I I can appreciate that. I I appreciate soul food. I love soul food. Like, it's a, and she had to learn, like, from my mom and my grandmother yeah. how yeah. to cook the foods that my uncle liked. Because like, my uncle loved chitlins, and she was like, oh. like, what are you guys doing? But See, like, we do chitlins. We do, but we don't call it chitlins. We just and we, yeah, we kind of prepare it differently. Too. Right. It was a whole different thing. Mm-hmm. And I remember one of my cousins had a birthday party and my grandma swore the meat was raw. But she oh. had cooked it a different, you know, she cooked it a different her way. way. <laughs> so it was just a lot of learning. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I just yeah. feel like that's how I could just really got connected with you because I'm like oh yes come on and learn because it feels like on our end of it it feels like we are lacking in some point you know Mm -hmm. like um Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. You see, um, Asian Americans and Latino Americans, they have flags and they have all this that they get to celebrate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I mean, we have our own thing. And it's just like, but it's still that, you know, it's kind of like Beyonce's Black is King. It's like she took yes. us there and it's like, we've never been here. Okay. Yes. So it's yes. definitely a whole experience. Yes. Yeah. So I, I love that. As conversations like, you know, the things I'm just sharing, is that what led you to your podcast to give a more understanding of the immigrant experience through Emma Stories? Yes, yes. And so so Emma Stories came from really just like conversations with, with my brother who um is the producer for, for the podcast uh-huh. and wanting to share those stories and, and parts of us as immigrants that people might not really know about or understand. Right. Right. Because there's our, our stories about immigration and about immigrants, it's super informed by the media. So yes. there was there was a conversation about immigrants coming and stealing jobs and (laughs) all these different things and like you know the political part of it and so I feel like it was the atmosphere was pretty charged when it came to the topic of immigration and immigrants Mm -hmm. and so you know just thinking about um, Hamilton right and then there's that that song you know immigrants we get the job done like that's one of my favorite songs (laughs) because we do get the job done right but how are we getting the job done and are we getting all of the jobs done or are we also struggling with that mm-hmm. so there's these like stereotypes that we have about immigrants that I feel like we had to we had to go in between we had to like separate and and spread it out and tear up some of those stories and see okay is this something that fits for every single one of us or do we have some different stories here and I also wow. I also I have it. a lot of in, in, yeah you know I have a lot of immigrant friends and so we talk about these things and it's like, well, why don't we just put this out there? Why don't we share this with people so that they know that, hey, we, we struggle sometimes. Or, hey, we don't like cheese on everything sometimes. And, <laughs> you know, like all these things. I love <laughs> cheese. Um, now I do. Now I do. Uh, we, we've come a very long way. I was just talking to one of my <laughs> friends about that recently. And she, she said she listened to, I think, it was the first episode of the podcast. And I talk about cheese. And so... She was like, Phoebe, we're about to have a fight because as soon as you said, you know, you didn't like cheese, I was like, wait, hold up. How are we still friends? I said, hold on, like, pull your brakes. I eat cheese now. I like cheese now. <laughs> the people in my house, not so much. I'm the only cheese person here. Okay, so I have to know, what is the deal with cheese? Like, It's just like, it's a lot. Okay. It's, it's a lot. And also the fact that there's all these varieties over here. <laughs> it, it gets overwhelming. Like, have you yes. been to the cheese section of, like, a bougie store? Yes, very much so. Because like, I want to start doing the boards with the cheese and uh-huh. the um, yes. pepperonis. And I went the to look. Boards. Yes, yes, I went to look. Um, one of my friends, Kiera, um, had introduced me to a girl. I went to the bougie part of the store and looked at the Ooh. cheese. And I was like, Ooh. okay. I'm mm-hmm. ignorant. What is this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, oh, yeah. There's it is green, overwhelming. There's like all this stuff and camembert and you know I thought that camembert <laughs> and brie were the same thing, but they're not. not. You know, it's like all these different. And so it gets overwhelming, and the wow. fact that it goes on everything. People put cheese on every. Like it feels like everything. <laughs> Literally, I, I ate cheese now. and crackers prior <laughs> to getting ready. Because I wasn't see. ready for lunch and I ate pepper jack cheese and a cracker. <laughs> I do like some pepper jack. 
I do like some pepper jack. That yeah. is hilarious. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. what is another thing that you have gravitated towards doing now that you've been here for a minute? Like, what's your favorite, um, I guess, American thing? Is that a thing? I don't know. But... Um, <laughs> my favorite, <laughs> my favorite American thing um, is to go on vacation. And, away, and to go away, away. go on li- just listen to go, to, yes. to go to like theme parks okay. and, and like actually be intentional about vacations because growing up the idea of vacation is you're going to visit family so even till today when I talk about vacation or going somewhere different to my husband his first question is well who do we know there bro we don't know anybody there we're just going <laughs> I love to it. go right I love it. so just going places where we're not we don't know anybody there and we're just going to have fun we're not going to visit anybody we're not going for a funeral wedding right. uh, baby naming ceremony baby shower nothing right we 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 do vacation we go places like we'll go and tour stuff but i don't i think that there's a certain intentionality with if that's a word with with vacations here in america that i didn't grow up with so mm-hmm. I'm maybe I'm not gonna speak for everybody, but me, like I didn't grow up with that. You see what I'm saying? You get you get time off from work or you go and leave, as they say back home. Yeah. And you stay at home or you go to the village and visit your family or your cousins or somebody. Or, you know, as things were advancing for a lot of us, you, you travel abroad to go and see your family. So my mom, for example, would take time off and come visit me when I was in the US. So, you know, like things like that. But now it's like, I'm intentional about it. I, I love the idea of summer and like taking time off and traveling somewhere. I just went to San Diego with my family and Ooh. we went to Legoland. We went no. to SeaWorld. I, listen, I'm ready to go back, okay? Right. Without the kids. <laughs> Want to have some grown-up fun. You know, have some grown-up fun. You know, have a little drink and drink and yeah. get out there. But so, yeah, that's that's... <laughs> It might sound kind of weird, but that's my no. thing. You know, not at all. Yeah, I, so I, I love heard it. you say a baby naming ceremony. Where is that? So, um, for for us as as Ghanaians, um, and actually, I think a lot of other cultures across the continent practice this. After you have a baby, you have a ceremony to announce the baby's name. So you know how how over here people tell people um, like they announce, "Oh yeah, I'm pregnant," blah blah blah, and this is the baby's name. Okay. We don't we don't typically do that. So we wait until after the baby is born. So in my tribe, you wait seven days after the baby is born. And then you have a ceremony to um, introduce. It's like an outdooring. It's an outdooring ceremony. You introduce the baby to the world and say, hey, we had a baby. And his name is Sean, for example. Mm-hmm. Or his name is um, Kweku. And, um, you know, he was born on this day. And this is his full name. And then there's a whole ceremony that goes with it. So they'll... They have like water, they have alcohol and something sweet like honey. So they mm-hmm. dip a finger in it and then they have something that they recite. And so they dip a finger in it and then put it on the baby's tongue and encourage the baby to, to be truthful and to be honest. Oh my goodness. So it is, yeah, it is a whole, that it's is a whole beautiful. ceremony. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's beautiful. It really is. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Wow, I'm yeah. blown away. Yeah. And now yeah. I'm upset that I've told people what my future children name would be because <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know we we had oh. to adjust we had to adjust we we did oh, so I don't beautiful. I don't I don't tell people before we have the baby um what the name is going to be but whenever we're at the hospital you know I start sending out announcements just because you know people are waiting like maybe did the baby come like what happened to the baby blah blah, blah like all this stuff 
And so, you know, we, we've adjusted. We've adjusted to that. Oh, my goodness. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That is beautiful. Yeah. I'm going to wear you out. I have so much I want to know. <laughs> Girl, I got you. I got yes. you. I'm always, I, I love to talk about my culture. I love to talk about where I'm from yes. and, and, you know, how we do things differently. Right. Um, it's, I did another interview with um, uh, Terika, and she was telling me how she went to Afro African ancestry mm-hmm. to um, figure out where she was from. So I plan on doing that because I really okay. want to know. It is, mm-hmm. it is like on my brain. I told my husband, I said, I got to know. I was mm-hmm. like, because what if I was, what, what was I watching? I was watching an interview with, yeah, Mike Tyson was doing an interview and his okay. people are from the Congo. And uh... some that's what the person did when he said that i forget who he was talking to but they were um an immigrant from africa and they said bro you totally are from congo you exhibit so much from mm. those people mm-hmm. and that just threw my brain because i'm like oh i want to know <laughs> you know sometimes we can just see people and you can just tell you can just tell like oh yeah you you look like you're you know you're from ghana or you look like you're from nigeria like there's just these like characteristics that we have and so yeah, um, I think people are a little skeptical about those DNA tests and things like that. People yes. are wondering what they're doing with the, the samples. Um, I, I think that it's worth it just to know where you're from. I wish that they could um, hone in a little bit more on the on the, the the results and tell you exactly where. Because sometimes I feel like they do the whole general, oh, you have, you know, genes from right. Benin and the Congo. Yeah, because she said they gave like her that. like two or three places. Because mm-hmm. I tell her I was like hesitant because I was like, I don't want nobody keeping my DNA. And she was like, oh no, yeah. this is black owned. And I'm like, okay. Oh, black owned? Okay. Yes. Sis, you gotta do it. I'm gonna do gotta it. Do. Like, I wrote it down, right? I was like, sign up for African ancestry. So I'm gonna let you know where it is. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, I want to make a transition to your therapy side of your, yeah. your therapy side. Mm-hmm. I love your saying, marriage is not a cactus you have to water. Like, can you elaborate where that idea come from? Like, yeah. what does that mean? Give yeah. us some marriage and relationship tips. <laughs> for sure, for sure. So I am, um, I'm not someone who does well with, with uh, remembering and routine kinds of stuff. So mm-hmm. I don't, I've never had a pet because I would forget to feed the pet. <laughs> or I've never had like a plant. So I was talking to a friend of mine and I was telling her that I I was telling her that I I see this whole shift of people being quote unquote plant moms and plant dads. And I'm like, you know, I want to try that. She said, Phoebe, but you know yourself and you know that you're not, that's not going to work. You're going to kill that plant because you'll forget to water it. Mm-hmm. and um, she said, a cactus would be good for you. I said, what'd you make cactus be good for me? She said, um, well, because you don't really have to water it a whole, whole lot. Like, you don't, it doesn't, it doesn't need a whole lot of, like, care. You know it's there. You can see it. And, yeah, if you remember, you can put some water on it and that sort of thing. And I was like, oh, okay, well, I never got the cactus. But that's what kind of <laughs> got me thinking about how, especially in long-term relationships and marriages, mm-hmm. we're just there. It's easy to get into this routine and you keep going and you're not intentional about it. You're not intentional about when you're putting water on your cactus. You're not intentional about when you're, you know, trimming things here and there. 
and it's easy to forget and sometimes you know you just keep going and then every now and then it's like oh okay well let's water it so part of the idea that I had was you know giving these tips for how to water your marriage and water it a little bit more frequently because otherwise (laughs) it's just there it might not seem to be a big deal but then before you realize things start to die off you're not doing the things that you used to anymore you're not you know connecting you know that intimacy is not is not there so that was where the whole marriage is not a cactus thing came from it's not it's not something that you can just ignore and then expect to just survive and just be better. You have to be intentional. Mm-hmm. I don't know what kind of like um, high needs plans there are because, I, I, like I said, I'm not a I'm not a plant person. <laughs> right. But um, yeah, the the idea is that we have to put some more effort and give and give our marriages and our relationships some tender, loving care. Yeah, I totally so agree. Helps. I'm yeah. very very intentional my husband is too we're very intentional with each other mm-hmm. um we work a lot through the weeks on the weekend mm-hmm. like if we have to go see one of our parents we do it in the morning yeah kind of get it out the way and we spend that time even if it's falling asleep on the couch watching cold case <laughs> we <laughs> we spend that time but we also he still takes me out on dates mm, you know yes you yes. know he's still like you know let's get dressed or he'll do um <laughs> it was it actually happened last week I had said something and he was like oh don't worry I've already bought you chocolate and I'm like what are you talking about he Look said what, yes he said your cycle comes on next week and I'm like Aww. how do you know that and he was like, you never eat nothing sweet until it's leading up to your cycle. Mm-hmm. So he bought me like a sleeve of Kit Kats. And he was like, did you want a brownie? And that just, girl, I was in the kitchen like, this guy. <laughs> He's a keeper. He's yes, a keeper. It just meant so much to me that he was yes. like, that he even paid a, pays attention to even yeah, you know what I'm doing like yesterday we got ready to go out and <laughs> I'm always on my way and I was like oh I'm gonna go to the gym at five I can't deal and he said babe remember your cycle's on next week you're just a little bloated and I'm like oh thank you well, God <laughs> look this is some awareness he okay. is, but he is one of the things that made me fall in love with him I mean he's a great guy this period but he pay attention yeah. to everything I say, my likes, my dislikes. Like that man can go in the store. He can pick out me an outfit and it'd be exactly what I want. Or like Christmas, that. he can Christmas shop, girl. And I, you know, I haven't said, well, I want this, I want this. He keeps a mental note throughout the year of stuff. Mm-hmm. I'll be like, oh, that's cute. Because I'm a type of person. I'm like, oh, this is cute. This is, oh, mm-hmm. that's cute. And he keeps a mental note. And Christmas, he lays it out. You know, so there he, it is. he pays attention. So yeah. that made me pay attention to him more. I've never yeah. been in a relationship, <laughs> period, whether it was, you know, romantic, family. Um, I had a best friend, she's passed away now, that, pa- that paid that kind of attention to me. But I've never had no one that paid that kind of intentional Mm. attention to me Uh so it Uh really made me shift how I operate with him you know I try to buy all the foods he like or you know I try to if I notice that he likes a shirt I bought I'm gonna go buy five of them or you know if I know that if I see that he has a need 
Like sometimes I'll just lay on him because I know he likes it. Not particularly mm-hmm. that I need it, but I know that he likes it. He likes it. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I think that's very, very important in a marriage. Mm-hmm. To really Absolutely. see. I I think it's like he he sees me. Like I tell people that all the time. Like he know y'all. He see me. Like mm-hmm. I'm not in a, some corner. Like he is zoned in on you know, my needs, you know, yeah. and our first year of marriage living together. That's why I laugh when you say you and your husband had to adjust because anybody mm-hmm. that's been married now that first year is like, honey, not a person I know that's been married that didn't say, girl, like that first year of marriage, you're always like, did I make a mistake? Like, what is going on? Because you think after you say I do, we're just yeah. gonna be happy. That first right. year of marriage teaches you, like, no. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you honestly, it's the, the first five. You know, it's the, the first year brings a different dynamic, but the first five can be very trying, and a lot of marriages do not succeed. Right. You know, within that that first five, and so if you're able to cross that five year hump, it's like, okay, you know, the right. thing, thing, things are looking good. And it's yeah, my husband has been divorced before, and none of them has. You know, he's been divorced twice. None of them have made it to five years because, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, different dynamics. Look, yeah. Know, but yeah, I was talking to one of my friends and she laughed. She was like, girl, it was the first three years for me. She was mm-hmm. like, ooh, that was really rough. And yeah. you and I, I hate to sound like this, but it's like a language that only you can only speak to that to another married person. Yeah. Because a single yeah. person is not going to get it. Yeah, you know, because yeah. they'd be like, "Well, why aren't you happy?" Because you know, when you're single, you're thinking, "Oh my God, I can't wait to get a husband. Yeah, well, I can't wait to have a wife and have this yeah. life." Especially if you see your friends who are married, but they have right. no idea what we're going through. <laughs> they have no idea, and that, that's one of the things that I'm always like telling my couples is like, you you're seeing people have marriages, you know, these this way or doing these things together. And even even with my single clients too, I tell them that the ones who are, you know, craving that companionship and marriage, yeah, you're seeing all these things, but you're not, you don't know what happens in the in-between. Yes. You don't know what happens, or the you work. know, behind behind closed doors and the work that it takes. Mm-hmm. You know, you might see them hop out of the real nice car, everybody's mm-hmm. smiling, they're holding hands, but you don't know what happened in the car on the way here. Right. You, right. you don't know who cussed who out. Yes. You know, you don't know about the tears. You don't know that maybe somebody had to pull over and like gather themselves and yes. you know, have a come to Jesus moment yes. before you, you know, get to that destination. And then you come out and you're all smiling like, hey, look at A and B. You know, they look yes. so good together. They're yes. so cute together. Matchy, matchy. Yeah. Maybe one of them didn't even want to wear the clothes. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, you know, me and my husband, we just, we chose to be very intentional. We, a couple of months into our marriage, we really mm-hmm. had to work on communication. Like, tell me what's wrong. Don't just hold it in. Because, mm-hmm. I'm, you know, I'm a person, I'm a Pisces, I'm, a tell, I'm, I'm emotional. So yeah. where he wasn't used to someone saying, you know, talk to me, what is yeah. it? And yeah. so we had to just really get very intentional right. about what we were doing yeah. and it's r- real deal waking up every morning and choosing that person because some mornings Listen, you know 
Some mornings you want to kick them off the bed and act yes. like, oh, oh, what happened? What happened? Right. No, you know you did it. Right. You know, or you cleaned up the house all day and you're like, you come in here and mess up this house if you want to. Right. Right. So, right. yeah. What is a key tip to a lasting and good marriage? What, what tip, what key tip would you give? You know, there's a there's a few that kind of go through my head even right now but one one really important thing that we don't always talk about enough is how we love ourselves we have to love ourselves first before we can actually love others because we can't give people something that we don't have we can't be portraying Mm -hmm. something to people that we don't know how to do right so if you're if you're used to i don't know shopping at walmart all the time and then all of a sudden somebody throws you into a target it's like wait what am i supposed to to do here Mm -hmm. but you know you know how things are you know how things go with yourself and how you love yourself it's like okay i can do this with somebody else i can i can connect with somebody else here i can offer them this love thing right Mm -hmm. and another big piece um that i've also noticed when when i'm working with couples is that a lot of people have communication issues and yeah. it comes down to the fact that we don't listen intentionally. Nope. We don't listen. We, we come into conversations with like these notions. We come with our stereotypes, our, you know, like things that we've already conclusions that we've come to. And so we're not listening to listen, right? We listen to, to react, not, not to respond. And sometimes we forget that the things that people are saying and what we're hearing are two different things. And so the onus is on us to actually clarify, to ask like, hey, so what I'm hearing is Mm -hmm. blah, 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 blah. Because the things that sometimes we're hearing are going to be laced with some of the previous information that we have about this person or our previous interactions with them. And so if we're, we're, we're hearing what they're saying and we have it laced with all these other things we might not necessarily be hearing it's it, it comes with like this loaded it's like a loaded potato mm-hmm. right there's there's all these like there's chives there's sour cream there's all that but sometimes it's really just a plain potato and we're just we just need to eat it like that right wow. so it, it it comes down to making sure that we're listening to to respond and not necessarily being reactive. And I know that, that sometimes it's hard because emotions get in, in the way. Yeah. And, you know, we've got all these things going on and you're probably thinking about how the conversation went the last time. And so you probably mm-hmm. have some anxiety about how it's going to go now. And like, it's just, we, we just have to, to clarify to make sure that we're hearing yes. the right thing. We're hearing what they're saying and, and kind of going back and forth with the conversation to make sure that we end up on the same page because if we leave things hanging we're just kind of creating more and more and more mess and even if we sweep it under the carpet one day somebody is bound to trip over the carpet right one thing we do is if we're talking about something important and we're discussing something we do not do it over text Uh we either wait till we get home Uh do a quick call or you know we'll send an audio because one of our let me think. It's still to this day. One of our biggest fights was a, I, he read what I was saying in the text the wrong way. Mm. I got annoyed because he wasn't texting, like the text wasn't coming through. So I thought he was brushing me off. Oh. So I ended up 
unintentionally, you know, hurting his feelings because I just yeah. went for the juggler. And he's right. like, that's not even what I was saying. And well, I was like, but you said yeah. this. And he was like, well, I meant this. That day, we was like, no more text. <laughs> like, and, and you know, you know, it's, it's interesting. It's interesting that you say that because for some couples and even for I'm thinking about myself and my husband, like it kind of works sometimes the opposite because people are saying like, oh, don't text. People can't misread things. For us as a couple, the text is kind of like an intro. So I know that even for me, like I can get pretty intense and I can get pretty intimidating when I'm asking questions. Like, you know, I have to like take off the therapist hat sometimes, right? And just right. be a wife. Right. Be a wife. I have to check myself sometimes. But, you know, I, I'll ask questions like, okay, so what I'm hearing is, and, you know, I'm trying to like clarify and do all these things. And sometimes I can, I can see how that can come off as intimidating. And right. so even from my husband and myself, like we kind of start off the conversation through text we're able to kind of get because both of us are writers and so we're able to like articulate ourselves very well with words when it comes mm-hmm. to writing but when it comes to talking face to face sometimes that can be pretty difficult because there's a lot of you know nuances that come with that the body mm-hmm. language the facial expressions all these things right. so at least when we start that conversation off through the text we've kind of like mellowed out some of that stuff and so when we come together and we're talking it's like okay so what I was reading was this and this. And so we're able to kind of clarify and then kind of have that conversation from there. And so we're able to even get more information from each right. other through writing. Cause I think part of that is the fact that we were also long distance for a while. And so that yeah. was kind of our thing. I was just, know? yeah, I was about to bring that up. Yeah. So that mm-hmm. might be y'all's thing. Right. Um, we do better um, talking. Melvin was not a texter until mm. he got with me. And I'm mm-hmm. always just like, text, text, text. So it was, yep. you know, new. he was a talk on the phone kind of guy. Yeah. Talk to you in person. So, and also with us, he has to like, not that he yells, but he has this tone as in his voice. He don't even know when he's doing it. <laughs> and I don't like it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, watch your tone, bro. He was like, uh-huh. I'm not saying anything, but yeah, but I hear it differently. Right. So it's so crazy the nuances that go on. Yeah. Because yeah. he'll say, it's not what you said, it's how you said it. And I'm it's like, how, well, how did I it. say it? And he was like, yep. like that. <laughs> but, oh. We are all a work in progress when it comes we to that. We are. Yeah. And I yeah. love when you said, um, one of the ways is to learn a lot of self-love. I actually went um, to therapy, started back to therapy recently. Okay. Simply because this is the bare reason. I wanted to make sure that I wasn't letting old behaviors or old traits or things, you know, anyone else have you know, put into my atmosphere, come mm-hmm. out in my marriage or to mm-hmm. my children. I mm-hmm. wanted to make sure that I could communicate, which me and Melvin's communication is excellent. But I wanted to make sure that when I add children to my life, mm-hmm. that we still will be able to communicate. And I wanted to be able to practice patience with my kids. kids need patience they sure do (laughs) and they you know I didn't I don't want to be a mom that yells I mean I want to be stern I want them to listen but I wanted a better way to go about it Mm 
Mm-hmm. And I literally went into therapy to say, I'm just here to make sure I don't fuck up my kids or my marriage. <laughs> but what I ended up finding, finding out in therapy is, one, I lacked boundaries. Mm-hmm. When I got to telling her things, she was like, girl, that ain't your business. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so I learned that through my lack of boundaries that I lacked a lot of self-love. Yeah. That I didn't see until my husband, oh, well, he sees me. So I don't have to be this way with him. So that really mm-hmm. made me check myself. Yeah. Yeah. So once I tapped into that self-love, it's like, okay, I yeah. can't take care of everybody and their stuff. Like mm-hmm. I have to deal with this marriage, my husband, and, you know, my children. Yeah. Because, yeah. you know, we take on so many roles that your marriage ended up, you know, being affected, whether it's friends or family or mm-hmm. girl, you know, so that self-love, yeah. is, I was like, wait a minute. Like, I was in the therapy session like, oh, she said, yeah, girl, you came in here for something else. <laughs> <laughs> but I learned, I yeah. learned to use my boundaries. Mm-hmm. It has not been easy for some people yeah. around me. But when I say I am a better wife because of it, like I am, like I thought I was good before, girl, I'm good now, you know. Yeah. I am, I am, me and that man is locked in. So I know when my children come, I'm going to be a very intentional mother. And that was very important to me. Like I wanted to be patient, intentional. (laughs) I wanted to really connect with them, you know, on a, you know, I don't want them to be afraid of me. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but I want yeah. them to know I meant business. Yeah. Yeah. You know, to find that yeah. balance. Because some yeah. of the stuff um, African Americans do as parents feel like slave mentality to me. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's generational. Yeah. Yes. And yeah. that was something I really wanted to um, change the course of. Mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying so yeah that's yeah. self-love I thing you. I was like okay I hear so that. how do you forgive someone that's hurt you like what's the key to forgiveness um well first of all forgiveness is hard yeah <laughs> I just want to start off like acknowledging that um because sometimes when when we ask this question and we have these conversations around forgiveness I think a lot of people sort of kind of you see what what I was talking about with the communication people kind mm-hmm. of assume that oh well they're telling us to just forgive everything but that's not necessarily what no. what we're what we're saying because it's it's hard and sometimes people are not ready for it and that's okay um right. I think the first thing when it comes to forgiveness is acknowledging the hurt yeah. We can't really forgive something if we're not necessarily acknowledging it, you right. know? So if, if someone has said something that has really, really hurt you, I think we have to be able to sit with that hurt and, and explore why did this hurt me so much? Because yeah. when we get down to the why, we're able to connect with that, that inner person, that whether it's an inner child or who we are right now and what, yeah. what that particular incident or that particular statement brought up for us. So right. that's part of the, the work around acknowledgement and also communicating that to the person, but communicating it with from, from a place of I'm doing this for me and not necessarily for them. And so they might not even be in a place of acceptance to say, oh, yeah, I can see where I, I hurt you and I'm mm-hmm. sorry. 
they might not be able to acknowledge it. They might oh. not be in a place of accepting that. And so it's not necessarily even for, for them, but for us when we have these kinds of conversations. So how do you have that conversation with someone that probably isn't going to admit they was wrong or isn't mm-hmm. going to say sorry? Is it still worth the conversation? Because that's something I truly struggle with. It's a couple mm-hmm. of things that... um have been said to me or have made me feel away. And every yeah. time my therapist say, well, do you want to talk to that person about it? I'm like, no, it's a waste of my time. Right. right, right. <laughs> yeah. And, and, I, and that's a good, good question. What do you want? What are you looking for when you're having this conversation? Are you wanting them to, to apologize? Are you wanting them right. to, to be accountable? Are you wanting them to like, what are you looking for? So when you kind of go into the conversation with a clarification or an understanding of what you're looking for and you state that you also have to hold the fact that they might not be able to give you that thing and it doesn't have to do with you because everybody has their own struggles everybody has their own thing going on and so we can't we can't project our expectations on other people we can't project our needs onto other people you see what i'm saying Mm -hmm. so so yes you might have this need but it don't mean that they're going to do it or that they're going to be able to, to meet it. It's kind of like going through, we have this like running joke about McDonald's and the ice cream machine. Just because you, you are going through the drive-thru <laughs> and you want that, that cone don't mean that you're going to get there and then that cone right. is going to get in right. your head. Because the machine might be broken. What are they supposed to do about that, right? right. Sometimes people, people's internal machines are broken. They might right. not realize it or they might know and be like, listen, my machine is broken. I hear what you're saying. Um... I, I'm struggling with this. I got to go think about this and come back to you right. to talk about this. And actually so, that was one of the big things that I had to learn. Like, okay, that has nothing to do with me. Like yeah. accept that it hurt my feelings, deal with mm-hmm. that feeling and yeah. then move on to, okay. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's, yeah. It's, okay. it's, it's complicated. It's complicated. And just because we're asking of, of something from people that we love or people that we have relationships with doesn't mean that they have the capacity to do that for us or that, to be able to offer that to us. And it hurts. It right. really hurts. But I feel like once we are able to hold that, not accept it, just hold it, that this yes. is something that happens. I think that we're, we're kind of working towards our own healing, too. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay, what was a huge lesson that you learned for yourself? Um, that people are not going to treat me the way that I treat them. Oh, that's, girl, <laughs> that <laughs> listen, <laughs> a listen, a whole lesson. Mm. Oh, and sometimes I keep having to relearn it, <laughs> and mm-hmm. I hate that. But sometimes, mm-hmm. <sighs> Uh-huh. <laughs> I got story on story so on story girl, about listen, that. I write a book. Okay, <laughs> a thesis, a research paper, oh whatever you name it, you yes. anthology. Oh. Like I, I've had to learn the hard way that just because I'm this loving and kind and giving person, oh. and I'm so considerate of other people and their feelings, doesn't mean that people are going to treat me that way. Because they're not. <laughs> They are not. They're um, not. Did they you struggle be. with saying no? 
Oh yes, okay. absolutely. Because I feel once you said that, I was like, okay, we we are a kindred uh, spirit. <laughs> absolutely, I struggled. It took years and years of work, and even till today, there's some nose that come off like they just roll off my tongue very easily, mm-hmm. and there's some nose that like I kind of have to grapple with. I have to like sit with, I have to pray about, I have to like consult my tribe on. Like I got to get on the group chat and be like, yo, I need y'all to validate me because I got to say no. (laughs) I use my husband and my best friend like that. Like Mm -hmm. I'm still, like I said, I just learned to really my boundaries and it's been really hard for me to stick to them. Yes. And the nose are rolling slowly, but I'm mm-hmm. getting better. And I do. Yeah. I go to my husband and my best friend, Sharice, and I'm like, okay, was I fucked up in this? And they're like, mm-hmm. no. Because they, they say no so easy. They're like, no, I'm not doing it. I'm like, <laughs> and my husband, who is the sweetest person ever, he told me, mm-hmm. he, he was like, I thought I was nice. He said, girl, you is too nice. And you like, is too oh, nice. No. You, you, you sugar diabetes kind of nice. I know. Yeah, I know. I'm That's why I'm you. such a bitch when I get mm-hmm. upset because yeah. I'm so nice. Yeah, it's like I dare you make me come out of character. Like really, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, so. it is. It, it it can be so hard. And and boundary work is something that I love doing because it's work that I've done myself. Mm-hmm. And I I've been you know I read this book. Um, I kind of I think I'm like midway, but set boundaries, find peace by Nadra Tawab. It's a real good book, very simple way of like explaining boundaries and things like that. And so I, you know, I'm always letting, sending it off to my clients, like, let's read this together. Let's, you know, let's talk about this and that sort of thing, because it it went, but when you figure it out and and you, you know what you want and what you don't want, it becomes so easy. It's like practice. You know, we have to kind of practice saying no whether it means standing in front of the mirror and looking at yourself and you and saying the word no over and over and over again until you right. can say it in a way that's comfortable, like really, that I think that that's that's the start. That's the start. And setting some it. limits, yeah, yeah, setting some limits for yourself, and also maybe just starting to think about some of those hypothetical situations that you find yourself in and starting to like set some limits there because you know they're going to come you know that that family member is going to come and ask you for money so before they even come you set a limit of i don't give people more i don't lend out more than a hundred dollars period no matter what it is the sob story well sis all the best i can do is a hundred dollars and then that's it so you you kind of have to like give your give yourself your own rule book write your own mental rule book and just kind of you know roll with it so if a friend cancels on me twice more than twice that's it like no we're not and of course there's uh, there's all these like in-betweens and you know things come up and all that and we want to be kind about that but you know those things i'm talking about you know those friends i'm talking about you know those family members i'm talking about yes (laughs) i i so know and (laughs) my last session like last week i told my therapist i said I don't feel the need to. I only want to. Well, I don't feel the need to. I only want to share my life with mm-hmm. people I love and trust. I said I yeah. saw that Beyonce said that, and it resonated with me. Mm-hmm. And she was like, "It's the trust part," because mm-hmm. there's a lot of people that I love that I do not trust. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. You know, I was just talking to her about different ways that I wanted to live now in this space. And yeah. she was like, Thisha, it's because you have found peace. And I, I never even 
she said, you know, you're not trying to prove nothing to a family member or a friend or the world. She was like, yep. it's literally you versus you. And that's all you care about. She said, mm-hmm. you know, you only care about your husband and being a good mother when it happens. She was like, yep. that's peace. So when you said, yes. set the boundary, found the peace. I'm like, okay, Lord, I hear you. Okay. Listen, listen, get into it. I think think that's where people's that's why people can't really be at peace Mm -hmm. Um, I saw a quote literally before I got on with you what did I do with it Um, Nipsey Hussle said would you rather be at war with yourself and be at peace with the world Mm. or be at peace with yourself and go to war with the world and I'm like girl that is a word that's a word put it on a t-shirt yes because Mm. that is like yeah a lot of Mm -hmm. us let the world outside change who we really are yeah and it you know it's an eternal upset you know yeah 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 and and it's 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 ongoing work like for, for some of us who have been doing this work for a while we know what our our work is we know what our cross Mm -hmm. is and we know that you know we -hmm. might have to bear this for a while but I think the beauty of it is the fact that we're acknowledging it and we're working on it we're doing the work we're we're setting the boundaries we are setting the limits and we're also Mm -hmm. loving ourselves and being kind to ourselves while we're doing that I literally had somebody say you make it look so easy and I'm like girl this shit ain't easy y'all know you all know <laughs> you don't know okay i'm surrounded by quotes daily so yeah if you were given three things to make you happy that are not your children your husband or your family what would they be uh money <laughs> okay cash. what's number two and three give me the cash i'm just saying money cash l'argent like <laughs> Money. <laughs> so said, give me the luxury. Hello. I deserve good things. I'm a queen who likes nice yes. things. Okay. Yes. <laughs> Let me tell you, I went and got my toes done at the spa for the first time. I told my husband, I was like, I'm doing this forever. I deserve and this. Ever. I'm not going back and into ever. a nail shop. <laughs> nope. Nope. Treat yourself, queen. Treat, Treat yourself myself. like the queen you are. I shall. Uh, <laughs> so said, I want the money. I want the luck. <laughs> okay. Oh what do you want your legacy to be? Um, you know, I want I want my legacy to to include a couple of things that include um, happiness. I want I want people to to remember me as a happy person and someone who prioritized happiness. I want my legacy to to include joy. Oh. and and prioritizing joy and doing the things that make you happy and put a smile on your face. I want to be to be remembered as someone who um loved deeply and and unabashedly and someone who was not afraid to to love and someone who encouraged others to love regardless of the hurt that we've had. And you know just because someone has hurt us um someone has done this that has really like crushed our spirit does not mean that we can't love again or we can't 
we can't open up ourselves to be loved by others. So that I think that's that's really what what I want my my legacy to be. It's very you know it's very emotion centered. I'm a yes, very yes. You are person. such a light. Oh my god, you are such a light. I just adore you. <laughs> the whole time you're saying it, I'm like she's already doing that. So. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna give you some fill in the blanks. Yeah. Um, the first one is I am most fulfilled when. I am most fulfilled when I do nice things for others. Okay. My intention is always to be positive. Yeah, girl, you radiated, I'm telling you. <laughs> <laughs> and then the last one is I am. I am who I am. Okay, period. <laughs> and that's on period. That's on Mary Had Little Lamb. Okay, capital T. <laughs> okay where can my listeners connect with you online uh online listen i'm all over the place i am on instagram at phoebe brackle lmft that's lmf as in frank t as in trot um i am also on twitter but I'm not that active on Twitter because you know yeah, Twitter is out of my Twitter's weird. Listen, twi- Twitter is like a whole different universe. I go and I peek a little bit and I come out because you know I Girl, just want to get It's a weird place, man. Listen, oh, it, it, it is something. So yeah, you know my my website is you know I'm cooking up a few things here and there. I'm about to launch something amazing. Y'all like I'm just excited. get on there. I am I am stoked. You can listen to my podcast, Image Stories with Phoebe. It's on Apple Podcasts, you know, like everywhere. Everywhere you want to listen to your podcast. Spotify, Google. Did you know Amazon have podcasts? They got podcasts. No, but I need to make sure my show get on there. <laughs> listen, put it on there, girl. Put it I need on to there. Figure it out. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Sis, thank you so much for holding thank space you. with me. I have been so ready to finally get this interview done. I just, and now, girl, we best friends now. (laughs) Listen, hit me up. You know, let's make a do what it do. I really appreciate you. I I appreciate your honesty. I appreciate you having me on here. You know, I was listening to a few of your episodes before. I was like, oh, I'm about to have fun. This is not like going to be a scary interview. Like we're about to kick it today. So thank you. Thank, thank you so much you. for being so amazing and you know i got you sis i got you thank you and see i, got, I need a good tribe and i'm so glad i just love yeah. you to death yeah. so thank you thank enjoy you. the rest of your day i sure will and you too take care sis. you too bye-bye right, bye Hey guys, don't forget to rate, review, and hit the subscribe button on the podcast if you liked it. Leave any comments and anything you would like to share. Bye guys!